Welcome to Make the Shift Podcast. I'm Destiny Berman, a modern marketer and a course launch strategist. After 15 years of leading large-scale marketing campaigns in Silicon Valley, I left my corporate life when I realized I had a deeper calling. Now, I help teachers and entrepreneurs just like you make that life-changing shift from offline to online in order to create the business and life they've always wanted. This podcast will give you the roadmap and the inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work by launching digital courses and online schools. The world needs what you have to offer. It's time to make your specialty your destiny. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's go. Hello and thank you for tuning in today. I have a special episode just for you. And this includes content from a recent live training we just held. There were breakthroughs and ahas and tears and laughter. I wanted to share some of it with you. And we are going to look at how launching your next digital offer, bringing your next digital offer into the market looks differently for everyone. Now, what you want to focus on in your first course launch is typically different than your third, fourth, or fifth. So the key thing to remember here is to take action so you can get started. And no matter where you're at, you won't be able to make the progress that you want and realize your dreams if we don't get started. We can't evolve if we don't get started. In the second part of this episode, you're going to hear live Q&A coaching sessions between me and two business owners who are in different stages of their journey. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to talk about the entrepreneurial mindset. So this is something that comes up often because it's easy for us to feel like, oh, well, maybe I'm starting a little behind, right? Maybe my colleagues already have a course or why didn't I start this before? And so something that I've noticed is that no matter where, where we're at, you know, maybe we wish we, sh- we would have started three years ago because we hear a lot of that or even six months ago, but we can't grow unless we start based on where we're at today. And to know that as an entrepreneur, this is all about getting on path, getting in the game, and to really own your experience and to take responsibility for your path. So we can choose to feel, okay, how come I didn't start? I wish I started. I wish I was further along. Or we can choose, look, no matter what, here we are. We can make a lot of progress and we can learn and take a lot of actions. And so how can we own our results creating micro wins and making progress. So this launch process that I'll be walking you through today has taken my clients who started with zero in their online education arm of the business to six, seven figures a year, including our own. So while this process has different learning paths and has customizable paths and approaches, it It will help you grow your business if you are engaged with it, if you're learning, and if you're applying it for yourself. Everyone ends up with adaptations and experimentations to their path, and there's no no way around it because we're all different and we're working with different set of assets. And this framework, this what I'm calling the class system, has been applied to different kinds of businesses, and then people are making it their own. Okay, so let's talk about earlier stage. For those who are just getting the business off the ground, I wanted to touch on the key points because these questions come up all the time. 
If you're getting a business off the ground, top question, do I need a website? Answer is no, because when you're launching, we're driving people to what we're calling opt-in pages, signing for your freebie, signing for your webinar. Is it necessary to pull together a three-page website over time, especially if, pe- if you're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads and people are checking you out? Sure. But the nice thing is that all the tools these days, whether it's lead pages or Kajabi, where you're building out your opt-in pages, your the landing pages asking people for their name and email address, all now have simple website tool builders that you can literally get up, get out a three-page website in a matter of hours. And I'm not exaggerating, super simple. So you do not need a website. And my recommendation is to not spend all your creative energy in the beginning and resources and money on a website because that is not necessary to be successful. And I have examples, enough examples that I think it's true that where we have driven six multi six-figure launches without a website. You want clear messaging and we'll talk about the right offer and the right people and the right timing, but you don't need a website. The other thing is organic versus paid. If you're getting your business off the ground, what I, what I often see is that we spend all this time posting on social media. And that's not a bad thing because driving organic visibility is important. But you're going to need and want to leverage paid advertising to get your list off the ground and to build your list. But the point is, is that if you spend all your time just posting organic without any strategy, it's going to be very hard to get you to lift off. Whereas if you start to invest in paid advertising, even 10 bucks a day, you will start to build your list and then you supplement that with organic visibility and that will help. So this is one of the biggest misses. I just want to call that out because if you're stuck in this stage, we would like to help you get out of it. (laughs) Okay. Now, in terms of getting into action and what to focus on, what you do want to focus on is how can you get to revenue? And so we like to call this a validation phase and process where, okay, how can I build my list? And then from that list, how can I start to bring on one-on-one clients? And how can I test my course idea with a paid workshop? And this paid workshop is so valuable because even if you have 10 people inside your paid workshop of $37, you now get real people that you get to interact with and you get to test. So by no means am I saying that you're not offering value exchange for that. But, you know, I can think of countless examples where someone comes to me, some folks are established, some folks are not. And, and I'm just sharing this example the other day, but when this one colleague who has an audience, he had this, all these great ideas about the courses he wanted to launch. And so he was reaching out to me and he wanted my input and I said, look, you're lost between three or four different creative ideas. They all sound great. Why don't you validate this with a paid workshop? And he had, I think he had 12 people inside his paid workshop. It went great, learned so much. And he realized, he called me up and he said, gosh, I realized that the offer I thought I wanted to launch looked completely different. And the, and the audience I wanted to serve was different from what I thought. And thank God he did that because can you imagine if he went through the whole process of creating the course and it wasn't the course that he wanted to do. So the paid workshop works really well if you're willing to go into that effort and slow down that course launch just a little bit. And then what he did was he he ended up going to launch another paid workshop, got, I think he got 15 people in that, 15, 17 people, and that validated his idea. And so then he went to build from there. So something for all of you to keep in mind if you're a newer stage 
And if you want to, you know, if you're lost in one or two, to, you know, let's get out of that phase and get you into monetizing with one-on-one revenue and also validating with a workshop. The last piece for earlier stage folks that I want to speak to is audience building versus list building. So audience building is posting organically, putting up videos, and people are watching your videos. Facebook, IGTV, YouTube, posting on Pinterest and getting website traffic. That's great. But audience building versus your email list, where we're going to use that as a channel to drive conversions, is very different. Meaning, if you're only audience building and putting up videos, but there is no way to get people's email address, you've lost out on 70% of this conversion path because we can't market to people until they're on our list. Yes, we can target our video views with ads and that's great. But the reality is that it's your email list that is going to drive the conversions and drive the revenue. We're using ads to supplement and we're using video views and audience building to strengthen, but we need an email list. And so for those of you who are putting out content without a clear conversion funnel, but want to look at that and make some shifts. It doesn't have to be big tweaks, but it's really important. Okay. So for those of you who have a business, and when I say have a business, I'm typically talking about two different groups. Number one is you working one-on-one with clients. So we have a lot of therapists. We've got psychologists. We have specialists like fertility specialists. We have relationship coaches. We have tax professionals. We have IT professionals. You you have customers and clients that you're working with one-on-one, or you have more of an in-person brick and mortar. So even before COVID, you own a center, you're leading retreats, you have a studio, both brick and mortar and one-on-one. Both of you have a business where you have clients and customers. We even had a woman reach out to us and wanting, she actually owned a boutique. She owned a clothing store. And she wanted to launch a styling program to her customers. And she was asking me which bucket she fell in. I say, you, you have a business. You know, you're looking to launch an, educa- an education arm to your business, but you have a business. You're in the established category. And what you want to do is to look at, list out all your revenue drivers inside your business today. So how are your clients paying you? How are your customers paying you? Now, for those of you who have been leading trainings and retreats, you'd be surprised at how we can take that format and transition that over to an online program. Even if we think that we can't take the retreat format, I've, I've helped countless of clients take three-day retreats, five-day retreats, five-day immersions, and turn that into an online format. So you want to take a look at your biggest revenue drivers and see, okay, which ones have been making me money that have proven demand, that have proven need that I am excited about. I'm excited about to turn that into a online offer. And we can get very creative. If there's any doubts around, well, I can't do this in person. We have folks who have nature-based programs that we've turned into digital. We can get so creative here. It is not an issue. But you want to take a look at that for yourself. Now, if you're working one-on-ones, typically what happens is that content comes out of the one-on-ones. So there's recurring questions that are coming up among all your clients. And there are folks who are just asking the same questions. You're seeing themes. You're seeing what foundation is needed across all your clients in order for them to move forward. And that will inform what your online content can be. Now, the other thing I wanted to bring up here is 
online versus in-person pricing. They do not have to have as big of a, a gap as you may think. So if you're thinking, well, if I took my $1,000 training or $1,000 retreat and I turn that into a online, do I need to price that significantly less? And the answer is no. When the world had to shift virtual events, what we saw as entrepreneurs is that a three-day virtual event drove the same results as a three-day in-person. Sure, we don't get all the people in a room. But the reality is that you don't necessarily lose that level of potency from being online that you have to adjust the pricing as such. So something to keep in mind comes up all the time. Now, the beautiful thing about turning what you're already doing today with your existing clients or customers, even if it does not seem obvious, is that you get to monetize on people and serve your existing customer base. And they already know you. They already trust you. And this will then inform the messaging for you to grow your audience to new people. And also the, the other just winning factor here is that when you're building your online leg of the business, whether you're a tax professional launching a education program, you're a yoga studio owner, yoga teacher who's launching an online version of your in-person teacher training, they feed both aspects. The folks who are coming through your in-person will eventually want to step into your digital because they want the recorded content. And the folks who are coming through digital will want to step into your in-person. It feeds each other. I've done this so many times with clients and it's super exciting. We have a client who has a weight loss clinic and she's figured out digital scales. Like It's incredible what people do when they get resourceful and creative. Okay. Questions and shares around your vision and then also even more specifically around if you have a business, are you seeing if there are certain offers that you can convert over in terms of your digital program, if you have any questions around that? So Eileen, let's start with you. So my question for you, or I guess just a little bit about me is that I just launched my, I guess, third official online program. I did a couple in the past. I'm a meditation mindfulness yoga instructor, and I did a meditation series and then a foundations of yoga workshop online. I ran about 50 to 100 people all within all of those. But now I'm currently launching a 12 week program called the inward journey. And I'm already seeing and learning and realizing that I could pull different mini like, yeah, do the upscale and the downscale or sell with those. But my question really is just about, I guess, email list. I have about like a hundred people only, and I do have a lot of people I connect with online, but once we have the email list, what do we do with that then? What is your suggestion? Yeah. So once you have your email list, we want to be nurturing them and priming them to buy. Once they're on your list, if you have a launch coming up, that will set direction in terms of what content you want to be priming them with and to be providing value. It sounds like a a lot of the people on your list know, they already know you're not cold, cold people coming from an ad that you have to do heavier warm up. Exactly. Yeah. They're like a hundred people that I actually know and like engage with and have conversations with. Got it. And the previous program launches, how many enrollments did you say were in each launch? So I had about, for the foundations of yoga workshop, I had about 20 in each and it just was like consistently about 20 and three of the three of those. And then I did 
uh, mini six week, like inward journey meditation series. And I had 26 people in one. And then the second one was, a, was 15. Okay, great. So it kind of was fluctuating. No yeah. steady increase. But okay, no, yeah. all good. I was just trying to understand your conversion rate off your total list. So were you marketing yeah. to all a hundred people for each of those launches? Yes. Okay, yes. Great. And then people on Facebook that were not in the email list, some of them came from that too. So really you're approximately, even if some of them came from social, you're around a 20% conversion for your list size, which actually makes sense for organic because these are folks who know you, they're totally warmed up. If we're bringing new people yeah. on, you know, the conversion rate is a lot high. It's a lot lower, but the idea is that we're getting more people on your list. So, so you have this launch coming up. What I would do is since your people are people warmed up to you, I would be priming them more to buy versus heavy duty nurturing, meaning offering more value. So if we think about what your folks are needing in terms of the gaps and the pains and the problems that they are facing with where inward journey is going to be meeting them there. Those are the topics that you want to bring up into your nurture content in that pre-launch heading into the launch, because that's going to get people thinking about it. And that's going to be priming them. New people coming onto the list. Ideally, the way we teach it is that you have a weekly nurture sequence that is providing value, staying top of mind so that they're seeing your name frequently and consistently enough so they still know who you are. And then when you head into the launch, that that nurturing and priming will get busier and more concentrated. And so yeah. when is when is this next launch? So I've I've already launched and I have a few people signed up. It's only seven people, but I'm still really proud of myself because that's huge, right? And that starts in mid-May. So I technically I'm in like the middle of my launch right now. I see, um, I see. And my goal was just 10 people. Got it. And the price so, point is what? It was on sale for $7.99, but then it's going to go. Now it's up to $9.99 for 12 weeks. Yeah. And your previous launches, what were the price points of those offers? Those were the Foundations of Yoga Workshop was only $150. And then the meditation series, you're going to freak out. It was only $99. <laughs> So definitely (laughs) different, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's what I would do since you're in the middle of your launch. You have about 20 people. So you have what, uh, 75 people that have already bought from you at a lower price point. And now you're selling a a $700 to $1,000 price point. I would focus on seeing if you can convert any of the past customers into this bigger program because that would be an unofficial upsell, even if you didn't go into it thinking about it that way. Mm -hmm. Because they've already bought from you. They already know you. You could give them some type of alumni discount. So it's pretty much like the only time I'll do discounting really outside of like special events and like alumni. But is there any reason why you can't focus on moving them up into what I see this as more of an upsell? Yeah, I have reached out and sent out an email, but I definitely, I didn't, I didn't say anything about a code or coupon, but, and I did do like a mass email. And I think there is something to like reaching out to them individually. So, and I would yeah. plan on a series Thanks, of launch emails. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, because yeah, one email one. isn't enough. Um, and anyone who's okay. gone through this, it's like the open rates, the click through rates, you have it. to be willing yeah. to launch a series of emails. Do success okay. stories. You know, you have examples yeah. of folks and do success stories, share testimonials. And then I, I think you could have a really great, great launch if you focus on mm-hmm. optimizing the people who've already bought from you and they're excited. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Great. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. All right. So let's see, Maria, why don't I bring you up? Hi, Maria. Hi. So I'm sorry if I'm like asking something that might be really low level compared to a lot of people in my class. But my question is, I feel like I'm at the pre-course phase in the sense that I'm still trying to clarify my niche. Mm. Um, Like I know I want to do something within yoga and mental health, but that's super broad. And then I'm kind of stuck on like, where do I go from there? And even if it falls outside the scope of your course, maybe you can send me to other resources or, you know, but I would just appreciate anything because like, I just feel like I'm so stuck there. Let's just talk a little bit more about how you even arrive to yoga and mental health. How do you know that this in this realm is where you want to be? Well, two things. I mean, one is I'm going through a career transition. I was working in aviation and I just finished a PhD in the arts and realizing that both those paths are kind of dead at this point in terms of career prospects. But yoga has always been and meditation have been like these really important things in my life that like helped me get through so much. And I used to love teaching yoga, even though I stopped a few Mm -hmm. years ago because of just busyness. So I just want to kind of like find a way to bring the medicine that was so important to me to other people. Got it. Um, Great. Have you done any one-on-one work at all? Or are you like literally from scratch off the ground? Any one-on-one uh, clients what, in this area? Not really. I used to do Thai yoga massage and mm. I had one-on-one clients for Thai yoga massage. Okay. But that was like a very long time ago. And then I haven't done one-on-one work. I'm also studying to become a psychotherapist, although I'm not licensed yet. Got so it. Great. Um, great. Okay, perfect. And do you have an email list or is that also from scratch at this point? It's totally, yeah, like beginner, beginner, beginner. (laughs) Great. So you know that you you want to be in this, in yoga mental health because it has transformed your life. So you want to identify the you before. So how you, how your life has changed between the moments, the experiences, between the epiphanies. So the you before three, five years ago, and I would write out specifically what the you before looked like. And then you want to write out the transformation that you had to go through in this process and what you learned and why you're here wanting to help people and guide people in this way. Then I want you to write out the, the needs that you see in someone like yourself. Like, What did you need when you were facing your struggles and needing to change right? Was it that stress level because you were going through a big family shift, a relationship shift? So you want to write down those needs. And then that workshop idea is going to come from seeing a gap in the market. So that's really where you want to look. And I have a feeling you're not that far, but that's that's where I would start pinpointing for your workshop validation. That is like such amazing advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm actually going to full search and like really brainstorm yeah. each point and then trust that you know answers will emerge so yes. thank you exactly of course i hope you've enjoyed today's episode if you want to connect deeper with us and get more live hot seats coaching with me join our facebook group the skinny launch lab thank you so much for joining me today all the resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. 
To continue the conversation, join me in my Facebook group, The Skinny Launch Lab. And if you're loving this episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next week, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.